Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, two guests in the next 24 minutes here in Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.c is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino now open 24-7. Excitement. Bet on it. Without further ado, we head off uh, and join. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta, presenting live standard bread racing tonight at Century Mile. Post time is 6.15 p.m. Spec, how you doing? Pretty good, Bobby. How about you? Good. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not write a piece about a month ago about the Oilers' improved bottom six scoring and options that they had? Yeah, because they were scoring, and they had options. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the season started, and you guys, you remember this very well. The Cassie and Fogel Ryan line was scoring like two goals every three games. Yeah, first uh, first six games, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good, and it's dried up. The owners have not received a third or fourth line goal in nine games, Bob. Yeah, it's and, uh, it's and it's coincided with the arrival of Ethan Bear in Carolina. Now, we'll see if Ethan plays. So we'll get an update here from Trip Tracy at 135. The Hurricanes did not skate after winning 2-1 last night. Uh, Ethan had been in COVID protocol list. Uh, well, he, this, this individual calls himself cult favorite Stoney from Edmonton. And he says, the Oilers didn't get better up front and got worse defensively after the Bear trade. When does Holland start taking the heat from the media that defended the move? When does the coach start taking heat for struggling defensive structure and poor 5v5 results? 7 and 8 in the last 15 is not good enough for your 7 of McDavid. The fans and players deserve more, says cult favorite Stoney from Edmonton. Now, the Oilers are a team spec that was 16 and 5. Um, they've now played 25 games this year. 22 games without their number one goaltender, which I'm sure even cult favorite Stoney, who has been uh, uh, a, a huge Bears supporter, uh, and we have this. It, like any time a team, you know, even when they, they've only had one losing streak all year, Mark, and this has been it, but when they were losing during the 16-5 and five run, uh, they were out right away, and there's just going to be fans that think it was unacceptable that Ethan Bear was traded. And uh, Fogel hasn't scored. Not, I mean, he's he's been snake bit, played pretty well the last couple of games. Give me your thought on where we're at right now, Mark, because Fogel is part of the equation as to why the bottom six hasn't scored. 
Well, that's a good question, right? Warren Fogle, in order to justify that trade, is going to have to become a stalwart on a good third line. And unfortunately, he can't just do that on by himself. You know, he's going to need a centerman to work with, and he's he's been pretty good. But Warren Fogle is never going to be an impact player. You know, he's not going to be a, a 25 goal man that I can see. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but uh, Warren Fogle's a third line guy, and third lines are exactly what we just said. Third lines, they're not just one guy. You think of the great third lines in history, you know, the grind line, and back when it was McTavish and Buckberger and whoever they played in there on the other side. They're units, so I would say that about Warren Fogle. He's dependent on two teammates that make a line run here, and at this point, uh, Dave Tippett hasn't really been able to find it. Uh, as for Ethan Bear, listen, this organization made a choice on the right side. They signed, they signed uh, uh, Tyson Berry. They signed the guy that was running the best power play in the league. They thought, that's important for us. We want this guy to keep running our power play. And then they looked at their units and they said, we can't have two small sort of offensive guys on our right side. We'll be too small there and we won't defend well enough. And they traded Ethan Bear. You can go back later on and say that's the wrong move to make. That's fair. But that's why they did it. You can't have on the same defensive six, uh, Barry and Bear on your right side, because in my opinion, come playoff time, you're not going to be able to defend well enough, Bob. All right. So uh, just as an FYI, so the fans are aware of this, then let's cut to the BS and the chase here. Right now, Ethan Bear is playing the fifth most amongst Carolina defensemen. So Slavin, who's uh, one of the best D-men in the league, plus 52 over the last two seasons, he's playing 23-56. Pesci, who's out right now in COVID protocol, is playing 21-22. He's a right shot. D'Angelo, who they brought in, um, a skilled puck mover that uh, the woke uh, narrative out there uh, was completely dismissive of an, as an option. Carolina went and brought him in. He, too, is in COVID protocol. He's got 19 points in 20 games, so he's been productive. He's playing close to 19 minutes a game. Brady Shea's playing 2012, and then Bears playing 1751. Uh, so, so basically, and, and I, you know, Ethan Bears pretty much playing four or five minutes uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes. In the case of the Oilers, at this time, Fogel's playing 12:44. He doesn't see a lot of minutes on the PK, and he doesn't see a lot of minutes on the power play, and he's gone through a tough offensive stretch where he hasn't scored. I think he's amongst the NHL leaders in shots on goal from sort of that home plate area, and he hasn't scored, so those numbers might change. And this is here's another illustration. So, I mean, Mark, there's a little bit of a breakdown. It's not like Bears playing top two minutes in uh, Carolina, he's on a really good team where everybody's had good numbers five on five for two or three years. Uh, he's been a good fit. You got to give to get. And the other part of the equation you didn't mention was Evan Bouchard, Mark. Right. And five on five, Evan Bouchard has been the most productive defenseman the Edmonton Oilers have. And he okay. too is, and Cody Ceci was pretty much brought in to replace Larson. I think we can agree yeah. that's worked out so far. Uh, and, and so, you need defenders, Bob. You got to defend. Remember the the root word of defenseman is defense. Yeah. So everyone's enamored with puck movers, and I get it. That's where the game's going, and you got to be able to make passes and tape the tape and get the puck out of your zone. I'm a hockey writer. I know that. 
But I'll tell you right now, you can't have a team full of guys for whom defending is not their strength. So if you sign Barry, which they did, that's great. Barry's an excellent offensive defenseman, sometimes challenged defensively. That's just the way it is. Ethan Bear, he's not as good offensively. He might get there one day. He's not there yet. He's a young player. Challenged defensively and a smaller player. Right, that's just the way it is. He's is he five ten and whatever he is. He's there's a good player there. And if I'm a team that doesn't have enough offensive guys, I want Ethan Bear on my team. Don't get me wrong. And the other guy on the right side in Edmonton is a rookie defenseman in Evan Bouchard, who at this stage of his career, Bob, is still challenged defensively. He's excellent offensively already. He's really good. Actually, but, Mark, we haven't seen. You know what? I, I don't know if we can say he's excellent offensively because he hasn't got a chance in the first unit power play. Because oh, if he ever got that chance, I think he'd kill it. I okay, think sure. I think the power play would be even better than it is. Um, how so. much better is it going to get than leading the league? <laughs> right? Anyhow. Is it going to get better than leading the league? Yeah. Uh, my, let me finish my point. My point is this. When Ken Holland looked at his right side of his defense this year, he couldn't have Barry and Bear and Bouchard on the right side. Not enough defending among that group. Fair comment. They had to move somebody for uh, replace him with a defender. They moved Bear. They put CC in. That's the moves he made. I don't think they're the wrong moves, Bob. All right. And Fogel hasn't contributed on the level in the third line left wing role that they were hoping for right now. And so that gives all of the guys that uh, want to sit there and take shots at Ken Holland for being old and uh, you know and and that love each- you know it's interesting. Interesting. Like, I like Ethan Bear. You know what I really, the, the moment for me is when he fought Kachuk. I was like, right on, Ethan. Like, he just yeah. stood back and chucked him. I was like, that was, and I love that he got the puck up the ice. And I do think that in, I think he could, I think he can run a power play as a B option, right? Like a second power play unit. I think he's got those kind of instincts. I like him as a guy. Don't get me wrong. But I really like I really like Bouchard. Okay, so I think Bouchard's going to be a forty-five to sixty-point defenseman down the road. Take it for what it's worth, Mark. Some people are saying it's you know I got guys texting the show. You're making excuses for the Oilers stopper if you're talking about Mike Smith. Well, how many other teams would not have their number one goalie for twenty-one of the first twenty-four games of the year? The guy was their number one goalie last year. He had a nine-twenty-three save percentage. And he was a major reason why Edmonton went 35-19-2. Because remember, he was out for 12 of the first 13 games last year. It is a factor in Edmonton's current situation, is it not, Mark, over the last four games? Of course it's a factor. The, the goaltending has been up and down. And you know what? I'm going to say this. The goaltending survived this whole thing pretty well. Hats off to Mikko Koskinen. He's been better than anyone thought he'd be, including me. And Stuart Skinner's been okay. You know, he's been he's been good, but his record is a, in his, you know, what is he, two and five or something? Uh, he could be better, but for a rookie coming up for the farm, he's been just fine. Uh, to me, there's one issue here, Bob. It's it, To me, it's all about depth scoring and depth support for McDavid and Drysdale. That is, you know, obviously, the def- I'm not judging the defense that's been this injured during this losing streak. You just, you can't be playing all these young guys and expect to just win every night. It doesn't work that way. But to me, the fixable and, and the most important part of this team that's got to get buttressed if it's going to do anything, they got to find guys to play with Fogel. they got to provide Fogel with a centerman and a right winger that can make up a third line that can help this team. You know, uh, they have not had a third or fourth line goal in nine games, Bob. Nine games, right? That's too long. McDavid and Drysdale, uh, the load is too heavy 
There are, to me, McDavid looked tired last night for the first two periods. I can't remember the last time I saw him blast around a guy with his feet and go in alone on net, something we used to watch him do every night. I think he's tired, and I think him and Dreisaitl leading the league in ice time and having only one power play unit on this team, I think it's going to be something that's going to come home to roost here, Bob. They need help. Uh, Jeff says, Bob, please tell Mark that he needs to admit that he was wrong about Bouchard. 99% of the people in Edmonton knew without a doubt he could and would be a better offensive player than Barry uh, this season. So keeping Barry over Bear was a massive mistake, and Holland should feel the heat over it. Full stop. Not up for conversation, says Jeff. How come we always talk about defensemen and, and how well they, how many points they get? Did anyone see Bear play that game winner last night? Or I should say Bouchard? Did you see Bouchard on the game winner last night? He's a young defenseman, Bob, right? He made a mistake last night that a young defenseman makes. He got beat off the wall, and they lost the game, okay? So, sure, he gets points. But I think last night it wasn't about how many points Evan Bouchard got, was it? It was about how he played when the chips were down. He's a good player. He's going to learn from it. He can play for my team every day. But... Don't sit and tell me how a young rookie defenseman is the answer to all your ills. Go back and look at the game film last night. He was not the answer last night, my friend. He was the question. You concerned at all, Mark? No, nah, not really. Didn't Carolina lose five in a row this year? Did they? I would surprise me. They if had they... a losing streak this year. Uh, you should. They got a pretty. They got a pretty good team. <laughs> they got a really good team. They got a. They got an excellent team. This stuff like this happens. Uh, listen. I've said this on the show before. The regular season is a dress rehearsal for the trade deadline. So what this is doing is this is showing us what the, the what this team lacks, right? Yeah. I look at Calgary, Bob. They're winning in a style. What are you talking about they're winning? They've dropped a bunch of games, too, here of late, well, Mark. They're getting into the overtimes. But my point is the style that Calgary's playing translates. Like, Yes, it, I would agree. It translates. Did you have them taking a, hey, did you have them taking a step forward this year? No, not at all. I, I did. I see them being this good. I did. It, that's good. I'm glad you were right. But the point is, not often. the style they play translates. And it, I see what Calgary's doing today, and I can transpose that into May and yeah. June. When I look at how the Oilers are playing right now, there has to be some things added before it's going to work for me in May and June. And that's okay. they got lots of time to do it. Oilers got to add. Yeah, Mark, uh, we got to run. Oilers, they got to add at least uh, three bottom six forwards by the, by the deadline. That's I, it. There's your answer. Hey, Mark, thanks for your time. All right, Bobby. Sportsnet's uh, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta presenting live standard bread racing tonight at Century Mile. Post time, 6.15. Japanese Village open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. Back with Ian Herbers, former Oilers coach and uh, Golden Bears head coach, who's off to uh, put a team together to take on the World Junior Team. You're listening to Oilers now at 119. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Hands are bringing it on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Southern fan, I believe it's Ian, says, I don't miss Ethan Bear again. Too small for a playoff run defender. You need a strong and big or extremely quick defense. Remember Matt Benning, same thing. Too small, not fast enough. Can't get it done with too many smallish D, especially playoff time. I'll live with the D that are coming. Uh, well, it is exciting. Uh, you know, Nima Linen's got a clear dimension. Six foot five. Broberg, six foot four. Nurse, six foot four. Bouchard, six foot two. I know 
Uh, we're already getting some criticism that Bouchard isn't physical enough. He can. He's, he's a pretty elite defender. Let's bring aboard a guy that was part of the Oilers coaching staff for a number of years. Uh, he's back at the University of Alberta. Uh, he played in the NHL for uh, the Oilers and uh, the. Uh, uh, where else was he along the way? I guess the New York Islanders would have spent some time there. We welcome back to the show Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Ian Herbers. Hi, Ian. How you doing? Good, Bob. Thank you. Yeah. Thank. You. Yeah. Well, you know, I know you watch the team. Uh, you got time for Evan Bouchard? Yeah, yeah, for sure I do. Uh, I really like that young group of D, um, especially Nima Lyon and uh, all the guys down there. They obviously had them in development camp and prospect camp, some of them in that. So uh, very good people and have a lot of potential. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, uh, look, you guys went 9-2-1 and one in the first half of the year. I know you were ended up down, and maybe you can edu- educate our listeners, uh, three or four of your bigger forwards ended up not with the team. A couple guys went pro. One of them's playing in the American Hockey League, and then one of your players took some time away. Uh, that kind of altered the course and direction of what you could do up front. Is that fair? Yeah, it's a different year. We talked to the guys in our during the summertime saying it's with the COVID and a year off and everything going on. Uh, we've got to be able to rebound and, and bounce back. There's going to be a lot of different scenarios that happen. And to our credit, our guys have been good. We lost the two that signed pro deals, uh, one in the American Hockey League, Cutler with the East Coast Hockey League. And I just saw he was the player of the week or player of the month in the East Coast League. So very skilled, big size forward that could skate. So would have loved to have had him in the lineup. Um, then a couple of personal situations going on with our players that couldn't play in the first half, uh, which came out of our lineup. So the lineup we were looking at mid-August is completely different than what we finished with here our last weekend against uh, McEwen. But guys have had opportunities. They've stepped up and played well. All right. Uh, you swept McEwen 6 nothing, 5 nothing to approve to 9-2-1. Are you, what are you right now? 2-3? What are you guys ranked right now in the country? Uh, t- uh, behind... Uh, New Brunswick and UBC. All right. And, and you took three or four points from UBC earlier this year. Uh, or no, you got all four. Did you not sweep them in that Yeah. yeah uh, well, we beat them in overtime. All right. So, yeah, you got, there you go. Uh, Ian Herbers. Ian, part of the reason we got you on is uh, you've got a bunch now. In the past, I, I forget what year it is, but the Alberta Golden Bears played the World Junior Team. You handled them pretty easily, as I recall. Uh, you haven't had the opportunity to play them since, but uh, I guess... Well, come- you should remember, Bob, because it was Nuge's year that he played. Oh. Nuge didn't play the game against us. He sat in the crowd and actually got a, a photo with my uh, nephew, who was oh. our stick boy for that game. All right, well, there, there you go. So that was the 12th. <laughs> I guess that would have been the... Nuge was with the orders at 11-12, so that would have been the 2012 World Junior Team. Oh, that was your first year coach of the Bears. That was the 12-13 uh, season, and... You you came back from the American Hockey League. So how many of your guys are going to represent uh, this Alberta college team that's your all-star team that will play against the World Junior Team down at Calgary? Originally, there was 10 selected, but uh, two of our guys are injured, so there's eight of us down here right now, eight players down here, six forwards and two defensemen. And are, are there, a lot of these guys are first-year players, are they not for you? Yeah, well, that's the big majority part of our team is first-year players or, or maybe guys that we recruited the year before but never played games for us. So we got guys like Prokop, Florchuk, uh, Plouffe, um, Prezuzo, uh, so all first-year guys. Yeah, uh, it's got to be a thrill, thrill for them, is it not? 
Yeah, it's a thrill for all our guys, a chance to, uh, you know, provide competition for the World Junior Team, help them in their preparation, get make their final selections, and help them develop and get set for uh, for the championships. And it's an exposure for those guys as well and, and for our league, uh, just showcasing how good our league actually is. And a lot of people don't know that and how good these players actually are. We're joined right now by former Oilers assistant coach and Oilers player Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, uh, who's part of a coaching staff with uh, eight Golden Bear players that will take on the uh, World Junior team this week. Now, by the way, did they cancel the World University Games? Yeah, they did with all the the virus and everything flaring up in Europe, and uh, they decided at the last second to cancel it. So there was uh, Gagnon, who with the Dinos is now playing for us. Um, so unfortunate for all those guys. They were looking forward to it, but a uh, tough situation with the COVID virus. Now, and, and this is how silly this whole thing is. Were the players not having to pay for themselves wherever they were going to go for this World University Games? Uh, correct. The amount um, of things about 7000 or around wow, that ballpark wow. anyways, and they, they're paying individually or their programs or doing fundraisers or finding some way to, to support the individual athletes. Yeah, well, almost makes you wonder why we, why we even do it seriously, and if that's if that's what's going on. Well, good luck against uh, good luck against the World Junior Squad. When do you guys get started in your regular season conference schedule, in the second half of the year? Uh, I believe it's January twenty first or twenty second. We're in Saskatchewan, so oh. we get a month and a half off here, and then get 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 thrown right into the lines and a big matchup for us for first and second place, second and third place in our division, and obviously nationally ranked. So a good weekend to start things off, four weeks in the second half, and that's it. All right, uh, Mike Babcock coaching Saskatchewan. You guys split a pair of games in Edmonton non-conference earlier in the year. Has uh, UBC been a surprise, or have they benefited from an easier schedule? Because they're in the same uh, – they got Trinity Western, who's a brand-new program. Uh, who I, I'm, I'm amazed that given the specific requirements they have for their school and aspects to their institution, they're even playing hockey, but that's a whole other story. Um, but they haven't been very good yet. They've been getting blown out all the time. So is you, are, are UBC's numbers a little bit inflated here, Ian? A bit, but you still got to go out and win and, and perform on the ice. So Sven's done a very good job there. As you know, uh, they beat us a couple of years ago there in playoffs. So every year they've gotten better. Before they were big, slow, and kind of clogged things up. This year they've got more skill. They're deeper, deeper team. Obviously they got outstanding goaltending, so they're difficult to play with, play yeah. against, it, and, and they've gotten better. All right, uh, you said Sven. Sven is Sven Butenschon, who's an NHL uh, defenseman. And uh, what's the name of the goalie that stood on his head and stole? Uh, Toth. Ryland Toth, who uh, uh, was Red Deer's goaltender at the 26th Memorial Cup, was supposed to be with Ethan Bear and be Seattle's goalie in 2017. He's a pretty good goalie, and he stole a pair of games against you a couple years ago in the playoffs before we got shut down from the pandemic. Ian, we'll have you on the show just before you take on uh, uh, Babs' squad in Saskatchewan, okay? Sounds good. Have a great Christmas. You too. That's Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. 128 at Edmonton. We'll go off to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Trip Tracy, longtime Carolina Hurricanes broadcaster in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.